Hi, this is Malayan Verveer. And this is Kim Azzarelli. We are co-authors of the book, Fast Forward, How Women Can Achieve Power and Purpose. And you're listening to Seneca's Conversations on Power and Purpose. Hey, everyone, this is Kim Azzarelli, and I am so excited to be hosting this special edition, Women Rule Web3. Now, the world of Web3 is moving so fast from the metaverse to DeFi to NFTs. On this show, we'll break it down for you through interviews with incredible leaders, experts, and artists. Today, I'm speaking with Miss Al Simpson. Drawing inspiration from vintage movies and fashion magazines, she uses faded, glamorous imagery in her art. She spans multiple mediums and bridges a punk American-inspired IRL world with a crypto-powered URL metaverse. I sat down with Miss Al Simpson. Here's what she had to say. Well, Miss Al Simpson, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, I'm so psyched about your piece. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's incredible. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite um, it's quite something. It's my first self portrait that I've done, and uh, I think it's it's quite a difficult piece for for an artist to do. I think the you know as artists we like to kind of project everything out into our art. So actually, the introspection of looking back inside uh, has made it quite difficult. We are so excited that you are part of the Seneca Women Equality Collection, um, but your work is really unbelievable. And your background is extremely interesting. Tell us where you're from and, uh, and a little bit about your background. Yeah, so um, I, I've been an artist, collage artist, before um, I, I kind of started tokenizing in 2019. I was a collage artist for 10 years. Um, but before that, way before that, um, I actually um, went to law school and I was a lawyer and then I had my babies and then I did ran a uh, internet business from home. Um, so trying to bring up two young children whilst trying to be a female entrepreneur. So all very web two experiences, you know, e-commerce and um, all of that. And then um, as soon as I found out about the blockchain, the entrepreneurial part of me um, thought this technology is going to be huge. Um, so as soon as I could, I applied to Superair Known Origin. It was early days. It was July 2019. And to be honest, I've never looked back since. So I started just making work and minting like crazy. And, um, you know, in the early days, sold work for really low amounts to, to kind of build up collector base and but, you know, in those early days, you know, surviving off those small kind of profits um, and it just grew really organically, really. And how did you find making the transition? I know a lot of people are intimidated by Web3, um, but, you know, you obviously, you're, I think you're based in Scotland, right? And as you said, you were an attorney, you were an entrepreneur, uh, you're obviously a mom and it feels like you might be fearless <laughs> in general. But how did you find making the transition to Web3? Well, I suppose the thing that I, I kind of missed out in that storyline was that I've always been a gamer. You know, I, I had one of the first ZX81s, one of the first um, kind of gaming computers. I had a Commodore 64. Um, I taught myself a little bit of coding when I was uh, very young. So um, the constant through all of that has been my love of computers and love of technology. And I guess I, I like to think of it as I was just waiting for the technology like this to happen. So I guess, you know... Uh, all those kind of decades of waiting, um, I, as soon as it happened, I, I knew that this was this had huge potential. Um, for for me as a woman, you know, I've I've got you know the children are older now, but like a lot of women, we're 
balancing bringing up children but wanting our own careers and wanting financial independence. So the opportunities for with Web3 compared to Web2, were, I just couldn't believe it. I, th- I thought this is going to be huge. So um, I guess, yeah, the gaming part of me, the, the kind of love of computers has always been there. Um, and even as an entrepreneur, you know, I, I was uh, making all my own artwork. Um, I taught myself Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop, all the, the tools and that to, to actually do all my own um, marketing. And I actually won awards for that back in the Web2 days. Um, so, so that was a kind of preempt <laughs> before um, I actually became a digital artist. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned a couple things there, um, and I know we share this deep belief, and you're living it that Web three has the power for women's financial freedom. Tell us about your own personal story and how that's manifested. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know, I think like a lot of women, I think you know, I went off to university desperate to you know go out into the world, as you say, like strong fearless and you know like every woman I wanted to be financially independent and I you know I wanted to make a lot of money I went into corporate law was very successful at that but you know something was missing with that you know I'm very creative so it didn't really tick any of those boxes so um I did when I got married I I decided well I'm going to run a business and do my art together so um and I guess like a lot of women I thought you know I, I'll kind of walk away from that career and, you know, bring up the children whilst whilst running a business. But, um, you know, running a Web2 business as a female entrepreneur, as a startup, is very difficult. Um, and I think the culture, I mean, obviously in the US, the culture for female entrepreneurship is very strong. Um, and it is here in the UK as well. But, you know, I again and again, as that business grew, and, you know, I, I, I won awards for that business and I took it quite a fat you know, quite far. I was in a lot of supermarkets. I was in hotel chains, but there was always, um, as I felt, you know, you got to a certain point, and it always felt like there was almost a shadowy middleman, somebody who always making a decision somewhere. And I hate to say it, but it always did feel like it was always a man, whether it was a supply chain, someone making a decision over global supply contracts, whether it was, you know, um, hotel contracts. There was always a middleman, a somewhere. bank. Bank, <laughs> and again, it's always men in suits, isn't it? So, um, you know, I'm I'm very progressive, and I don't like to think, well, you know, there's ingrained sexism there, but I was feeling it, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, I got divorced, and you know, the the laws in Scotland are quite harsh on mothers on divorce, and my my business because it, it required a lot of capital, you know, I I kind of floundered, and that business kind of went to the wayside, but my art kind of held me up. Although it wasn't, you know, big sales, you know, I, I turned to my art and I'm glad I did because that was like, you know, a kind of a bit of a saviour. But, you know, that was selling online. So you can imagine the sales were, weren't great, but, you know, just about surviving. And then as soon as the blockchain happened and I came across um, sites like Known Origin and Superfair, I, I just knew that it had huge potential for me as an artist. Um, and as that, as that started to happen um, and the sales started to come in, uh, just that feeling of gradual, more and more financial independence, um, really rags to riches, to be honest. Um, just it's so empowering. And I'm not saying I wasn't empowered before when I was kind of financially struggling after a divorce. I was empowered, but it was so restrictive. And I was so frustrated because I knew I had all this potential and all these skills. Um, but, you know, the, the financial duties that you have to your family are the first concern. 
And I, I just think there's huge potential with Web3 for women, for mothers um, to really burst through because there's no middleman. <laughs> Let's be honest, the shadow of middleman's gone. We'll be back after this break. We've been working for a long time in the entrepreneurship space and we at Seneca Women have like, you know, built a bunch of different women's economic empowerment programs and obviously put out a lot of thought leadership around it, tried to empower creators wherever we can. But I think what you're describing is why we're so excited about the potential of what the blockchain can do. Because as you said, with no middleman, you know, you don't have to ask for permission. And we've spent a lot of our lives trying to convince people to understand the business case for kind of the the first chapter of our book is why women, why now? (laughs) And we're always making the case, always making the case for why the economic power of women is so important. And, And it is, but now to your point with the blockchain, like women times the blockchain is like, pretty unbelievable. And I think it kind of brings me to your piece. So this whole collection is about envisioning equality and you did something really, really interesting. Can you tell us about your piece? Yeah. So with my piece, I wanted to make it a self-portrait because I I feel that my story and, you know, and there's lots of different parts of my story, but from from going from basically having very little money to to the financial success that I now have, um, I, I think, you know, telling that story through the self-portrait is really important for other women to hear that. Because I think there's a lot of talk um, in this arena of tech bros and it's all guys and kind of thumping their chests about, you know, different um, PFP projects and so on. But we, it's very important that voices like mine, and there's lots of us, and there's lots of other, other females that are, are very successful in this arena, it's very important that our voices are not drowned out and that we shout even louder because you know, other women need to hear it. And it's not just with art. I mean, I'm sure there's huge opportunities with Web3 for, for so many different ways. Um, it's only just a start, to be honest. And women are very, very hardworking. They're very entrepreneurial. So, you know, get out there and get involved and, and let, let's see what's going to happen. And the thing is, you know, as you say, trying to convince others that, you know, um, uh, financial equality for women is not a female issue. Well, that that's gone now because actually we're we're out there doing it. Um, you know, if you're there making the money and paying your taxes, you're contributing to the bottom line of your country. Full stop. Yeah. So what more do you need to convince? <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because uh, the research shows over many years that when women earn, they reinvest back into their communities and they reinvest back into their, in, obviously, as you just said, into their economies. And so actually, you know, it, we, we call it the double dividend where women have both, they kind of accelerate economic growth and they accelerate social impact. And so actually it's the multiplier effect and it's, it's even more powerful when you have a dollar in the hand of a woman. So I think what you're saying is so important. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about what you just said to other women entrepreneurs, which is, you know, I think we all are on this steep learning curve, but the whole world is on a learning curve. So I don't think, you know, it used to be that like you'd have to go to school for 20 years and then, you know, I don't know, work in one one area for 20 years, but the world is changing so fast. What advice can you give to women um, about how to get comfortable being uncomfortable? Um, I, th- I think you there's so much information about uh, Web3 and about the blockchain. I think, you know, you can do your research. But, you know, like anything, do your research. But like anything, you've got to start to execute. You've got to jump in. You've got to take action and have confidence. 
you know, get, you know, use Twitter. It's a great tool for, for building your brand and have confidence to do that. Because I think as women, you know, we're so used to kind of, oh, you know, asking for permission, but we now have a permissionless network. That's the that's literally what the the blockchain's built on. You know, the Bitcoin paper is is all about that, and um, there is no permission needed. So I think it's a it's a green flag for women to just go for it because, uh, as you say, you know, I think what we're seeing just now with crypto art is there's female there's going to be more and more female collectors. So as women like me, you know, first and foremost we have to financially look after our family, but once we get to a certain point, obviously we're going to be reinvesting that back in to more building collections ourselves. And if not, I think we're starting to see that. But once that wave starts to hit as well, it's it's amazing what's going to happen. So I would say just get involved. Well, as you know, that is exactly why we're starting the Seneca Women Equality Collection. And we want to bring the Seneca Women community as fast as we can into Web3. And I think your piece is so inspiring and I think it's going to motivate a lot of people. I think I have probably not been as bullish on anything as what the potential of a blockchain can do for women. And I've been working at this for a solid 20 years. Wow. So I think this is a unique moment and I'm just so glad our paths have crossed. And I'm so excited for the Seneca Women community to hear this episode, see your piece. And then, of course, you just wrote a, a great article. And, um, you know, I just thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I, as you see from the piece, I, I put in some of the main points from the article, but the main point is equality is decentralized. You know, the, the thing that we've been searching for and fighting for for all these years, me, me and lots of other women, you know, it's here. You know, you, you don't get anything more equal than decentralization. So that's why I really kind of blasted that in this in this piece, you know. And I use a lot of font and words anyway in, in, my, in my artwork. But, you know, it's, it's, as you say, it's good if other women see that and go, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, how is that going to impact me? I, I want to find out more about it. Exactly. Well, you know, I think it's interesting because we've been pushing so hard for so many years. And to your point earlier, there's been a lot of obstacles, even, you know, you know, sometimes you, what is that expression? You're, you know, you hit your head against the wall sometimes so hard at a certain point you become unconscious. But I think as a collective group, women are uh, just, I think we're not really giving up on this idea of economic equality. And to your point that equality is decentralized, it's just such a beautiful way to encapsulate what's happening. And so if we can get more women educated, more women jumping in, I mean, I, I think for myself, at least what I feel is that, you know, everybody's learning right now. And so there's no reason why you can't too. And so there, there nobody's an expert. Uh, you know, it's changing so much. And by the time we have this conversation next year, it'll be a whole nother thing. I think that's what we've learned with the pandemic, which is life is not going to remain static. It's going to change and the acceleration of change is increasing. And one of the things that we had talked about in Fast Forward, again, which is a book we wrote seven years ago, is how technology would be the great accelerator that, you know, women in the economy have the potential to transform the world. Uh, Women's economic power has the potential to transform the world, but technology could be the great accelerator. And as you just so well said, it's here. So like, I think, I hope this conversation encourages everybody to get smarter and and get involved and be part of this community and and support women artists like yourself because the work is so incredible. And it's also, you know, this is the first time that we can transfer value in this way with Web3. So yeah, I I just, I'm just so excited that you're part of the collection and we're we're really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that technology is definitely now a woman's best friend and this idea of, oh, it's just tech bros is is a, a pile of nonsense. You know, I've, I've achieved all of this whilst working from home, looking after my children, 
And there's no reason why any other woman can't do that in the world. You know, just get a computer and teach yourself, go on YouTube, teach yourself as much as possible and watch what happens. Yeah. Anybody listening who needs help, you can come to SenecWoman.com. We're going to definitely try to bring more experts to the table and make this as painless as possible yes. for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We, uh, we can't wait for the world to see your piece. And um, yeah, and, and, you know, we'll be following and supporting. And uh, thank you for doing everything you're doing. That's great. Thank you. Good to speak to you. Equality is decentralization. I love talking to Miss Al Simpson, and her work is so incredible. Go to SenecaWomen.com to see her work and the other artists in the Seneca Women Equality Collection. And join us tomorrow for another Women Rule Web 3 conversation. Have a great day. You're listening to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner P&G. If you'd like to join the Seneca Women Network, go to SenecaWomen.com. There you'll get access to exclusive events and workshops, plus updates on new podcasts and other opportunities to get involved.